Okay, we got some camp musings for you guys. Uh, Gerald McCoy tours ACL. We're going to preview the AFC East all in this episode of Unscripted. Welcome, everyone. I am rolling with my homies. Uh, no, not Pat Mahomes. I have Paul Lundegaard here and Jake the Chef B-Song. Uh, you can follow these guys at Polly Sleepers and at the BZBFF. I am your host, Randall Kennedy. You can follow me at FF Terminator. It's a Taco Tuesday here on the pod, here on the Unscripted Podcast. I don't know if you guys had a taco today. I did. Um, there's this local taco truck right around the corner and i believe he's a listener because he uh took your suggestion polly he he does his meat over an open flame oh nice yes Uh, so it's gonna it's gonna take off it's a trend yeah it's gonna take off it's gonna be the next big it's gonna be the thing that that i don't get any money for it's gonna be like the best invention ever but i'm not gonna get paid it's gonna be one of those things you know yeah you're 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 ahead of your time Uh, i also may have had a margarita or three uh, today, uh, with my taco. So, um, I mentioned, day. yeah, it was a big day. I mentioned, uh, Gerald McCoy tours ACL. Did you guys see this? Yeah. yeah. That's tough stuff, man. God, that sucks. Yeah, yeah it yeah. does. Uh, so he gets to keep his $3 million, uh, signing bonus. And, uh, apparently that there was an out in his contract for the Cowboys. If he injured his quad, um, they could cut him and, and they saved that $18 million that they signed him to in March. Uh, it, it, like you said, it, it really sucks because he seemed uh, to be such a team player when it, when it happened, he was so supportive of the team and, uh, he released a statement on, on Instagram and a video and, and he was like, you know, go Cowboys. And then the next minute he was cut. Um, I guess it just illustrates that this really is a business, um, and, and they and, made so many moves to bolster that defense, and he was going to be a big uh, part of that. You know, yeah, um, they got a. I think they've got a really, really good defense going into this season. Yeah, they do. Um, that's good. They also signed uh, Gerald Everett. Did they, did they not? Uh, Everson Griffin. Everson, Everson Griffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, they from, signed Everson uh, Griffin. I think the he's former Viking. Yeah, he's going to be a situational pass rusher for them. Um, uh, and you see a lot of that uh, nowadays where these these pass rushers, they get old, but they can still uh, contribute. A sack is such a big thing. Like, it, it really it's so disruptive. Uh, it's, it basically kills a drive um, to have your quarterback sacked. Um, so uh, he should be a big part. I, I tend to agree. I think their defense is going to be pretty good. Um, it's going to take a... It's going to take a whale of an effort for one of those other teams to win that division, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, Eagles always give them all they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the I like the Eagles. Uh, that's a for another day. I think. Did you see uh, Artie Burns towards ACL uh, oh, today? For Chicago. Yep. Yeah. Um, Former Steeler cornerback. Yeah, I don't know how much he was going to play um, over Jalen Johnson, their their second round rookie, um, but he was ahead of him on the depth chart. Uh, I, I guess uh, so. That's a blow for Chicago and. Their attempt to get back to the postseason, and then your boys took a hit with Jalen Hurd. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, um, the 49ers wide receiver room is really, really looking thin. And then uh, I guess it's so bad that uh, beat writers were on um, Twitter today talking about how good Dante Pettis was looking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, I'm here for it. He showed up. uh, I've, I've, you know, I don't really have much stock in him, but he showed up uh, bigger and is playing more physical. And I guess uh, Jimmy likes the physicality. Um, I'm not saying to go out and, and rush and spend fab on him, but if you're uh, if you're rostering some dead weight, um, a lot of people have dropped him by now. I'd pick him up. Uh, I think you saw I traded for him. Um, I did not uh, see that. Oh, yeah, I think you said something uh, about it. Uh, Roy Mamba, um, Scotty Miller for uh, – for Dante Pettis, I figured you know there's some upside with uh, with Debo out and Hurd down, so I went ahead and picked up uh, picked him up in that kind of little little tiny trade. Yeah, I had a few shares of him on a couple dynasty teams, so I've held on to him. I never I didn't drop him because it's just you just don't know what's going to happen in camp. So uh, there's an I'm, opportunity now. So yes. we talk about this all the time. You know, there you can crush your skull with all the metrics and analytics volume is film watch film study until your eyes bleed but when you get an opportunity like right now damian harris has an opportunity dante pettis has an opportunity there's guys you know um though getting crucial reps and uh they're all paid to play football and they're all good players so it's uh it's a situation to monitor uh there was a time when pettis looked like he had uh extreme upside he's got tracks track speed um if he's playing more physical uh, that's a good thing so uh we'll, we'll see what happens uh i mean who do you got over there trent taylor him Ayuk. supposedly Ayuk is as advertised too so uh yep kendrick Bourne. Ken, kendrick, Ken, Bourne. kendrick Bourne is going to be uh big in the red zone I, you know i'm i'm not so sure how much he's going to help between the 20s uh, Jimmy really likes he him. He is a he is a big red zone target, and I've I actually have uh, quite a few shares of him that I've gotten for free um, last year and over the off season uh, because of that red zone prowess. And yeah, he'll he'll have an opportunity too. Just have to see who takes the most advantage of the opportunity. But uh, um, it's I think it's too early to label Pettis a bust. Have to see what the coach says about him. Coach said some really bad things about Pettis last year. He obviously did not like his development. He was only playing him like three, four, five, six snaps a game and saying that the kids got a lot to learn. And he rode the pine a lot last year. So, yeah, he was in Shanahan's doghouse. And um, I have a few shares of of Pettis just because uh, when coronavirus hit and the sports world shut down, we did so many startups. (laughs) Oh, yeah. uh, that, That you could get him. Uh, he's basically a free square. Like it's round twenty-eight. Oh, I'll take Dante yeah. Pettis. Um, you well, know. Let me ask you this: that system requires a lot of people to downfield block. Basically, everybody that doesn't have the ball in their hands. Um, you want wide receivers that are blocking. Was he not blocking last year? And is the talk now that he's playing more physical? Is that maybe you know uh, because he's he is blocking more? I mean, uh, I don't know why Shanahan didn't like him, but uh, that could have been why. It could have been because he wasn't doing the blocks. Yeah, that that may be uh, the case. He didn't play enough in the regular season to discern uh, why he was in the doghouse. Yeah, it was something that was happening yeah, during the week in practice. Yeah, that it was, just, it was camp, not... and then he was just in the doghouse, and he right. was in the doghouse all year. 
Right. So uh, Damian Harris um, is looking good. Um, somebody made a really good tweet. You know, Damian Harris started ahead of Josh Jacobs. So is Damian Harris good or is Nick Saban a bad coach? Uh, neither. <laughs> I know you don't like the kid, but also opportunity is everything. And uh, he's getting those reps. And if Sony starts the year on the pup, um, I mean, Rex Burkhead is just a fill-in. James White's not going to get the carries. Um, it's Damian Harris season, baby. <laughs> yes, it is. Damian Harris season. Uh, I'll reserve judgment. Um, I, I don't really want anyone. I picked up uh, – here's what I think about Damian Harris. I picked up Lamar Miller in a couple spots, uh, even after he went on pup. So That was, <clears throat> that, that, that was like when I picked up TJ Yeldon because they drafted Zach Moss. Yeah, I think people forgot that uh, almost one year ago, <laughs> Lamar Miller tore two ligaments. He tore his MCL and his ACL. That's a big injury to overcome for a guy that's older. Um, that used to be an injury that would take a good solid year or more for somebody to get back, although people do get back a little sooner. But uh, at his age, um, I could see him definitely starting the season on the pup as well. I, yep. can't, I cannot um, wait. You, you're going to be the one that I take the most glee. It's going to be like a dog teaching it to uh, use the bathroom outside when I rubbed your nose in Zach Moss. Easy. <laughs> I, am, uh, looks good. I am never going to let you live it down. Ever. I hope not. I, I hope not. And God forbid if that goes the other way. <laughs> um, they say he looks good. He is as advertised. Uh, Joe Buscaglia. Um, NFL beat writers mention it all the time. Follow the at uh, uh, 32 beat writers. Um, they got them all on there. And uh, according to Joe Buscalia, he is at, at as advertised. He was uh, as close to uh, live hitting uh, as possible, lowering his shoulders, knocking back defenders, playing really physical. Um, I guess, you know, they've been playing a pretty soft, uh, you know, a uh, few practices, but uh, he got in there and, and wanted to play some real football and knock people around. Speaking of knocking people around, uh, JT, uh, Jonathan Taylor apparently uh, leveled a safety at practice today and uh, Twitter stood on its ear. Oh, um, God, say it yeah. loud for the people in the back. That's my Colts baby. Also, Paris Campbell's looking fantastic. Um, I mean, this is all camp stuff. You got to, you know, you got to wade through it and take it some of the stuff with a grain of salt because, you know, um, there's certain people that, you know, like the Niners are talking about Trent Taylor, you know, I mean, you know, there's people that get talked about all the time that uh, it doesn't matter. But um, uh, Jonathan Taylor is as advertised as well. Um, he's getting uh, red zone looks. He's um, catching the ball. He's doing everything. Uh, he's a beast. Sometimes it does matter. Um you know, they don't have a preseason, so the people getting first-team reps right now is a big deal. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is taking all the first-team reps at uh, Washington yep. camp. Um, and Steven Sims is running with the ones uh, on the outside. Yes, he is. Um, I don't know if you guys remember yeah. Steven Sims from last year. He had that uh, couple of three games there at the end of the season where he really popped uh, on special teams. He, he – Took a couple kicks to the house. He took a couple long touchdown catches to the house. Uh, so I got him in a few places. I'm, I'm sure we all do. Oh yeah, yeah they, they said he's been 
they've been working him on the outside a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, trying to get him to move around a little bit more. So that's, you know, I, he's a smaller guy, but I mean, the more that they get him into, the more he learns, uh, the more time he's going to get on the field. So he looks Well, I was good. listening to the uh, Fantasy Alarm today, and uh, they were saying that they uh, want to get him worked in more on the outside to be able to move in and out so they can move uh, Gibson into the slot, and he's been taking slot reps too. Um, so I tweeted out um, a, a good follow that I'm sure you guys all follow is Everyday 24-7 Football, and he's a scout for the Redskins. Um, so great Twitter account in our fantasy football community that's an actual scout, and he's got um, you know uh, really good information from other teams too, but he scouts for the Skins. And uh, so far his notes were that the running back competition is wide open, but Adrian Peterson is leading. And that the wide receiver core is pretty much uh, McLaurin and Sims, and then everybody else, and and nobody is really stepping up uh, at tight end yet. Like nobody wants it. So um, that's directly from an NFL scout. All right. Um, uh, going uh, across town here uh, to uh, Eagles camp. Uh, apparently, uh, Quintez uh, Cephas, a kid who I picked up uh, mainly. You mean Detroit? Um, uh, Detroit Lions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sorry. Um, mainly because uh, they don't have anyone under contract uh, next year outside of uh, Galladay. Um, and he could be looking at a, um, a big role, a prominent role. Apparently he, he was abusing uh, their number three overall pick, Jeff Okuda, uh, in practice today. Uh, so... Keep your eye on Quintez uh, Cephas there in Detroit. Thank you for that uh, correction. Yeah, no worries. Um, <clears throat> also heading over to uh, Minnesota real quick. My boy Irv Smith is getting some buzz. They've been moving him around on letting him play the outside. Yeah, he looked so, like a wide receiver uh, in, uh, in a couple of those drills. That's what I'm saying, dude. They kid, he's he's fast. He he um, looks like a wide receiver. So I mean. I get it. You know, he's young too, but I, I, my whole point with him for 20 was, yes, they got Justin Jefferson, but Cousins has a connection with Irv Smith, and with Diggs being gone, all everything with COVID, it might take Justin Jefferson a little bit more to get into the game, you know, to get used to the game, get used to the speed, everything. I think Irv could play a, a bigger role in 20 than what we saw last year. Well, I've never. It's never been a question about his talent. Um, I'm all, you know, I'm all about that kid, talent-wise. It's just as I think, as long as Kyle Rudolph is sticking around, he's going to be like a fly in the ointment. Um, it's going to be hard to rely on him uh, from week to week. Um, sure, it depends on how they yep. use him. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> from the Rams, uh, Daryl Henderson's still taking first-team reps, but the coach did praise yeah. Cam Akers. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a situation uh, to monitor. And then um, Omar Kelly, uh, the Miami beat reporter, beat, beat reporter, is saying that Tua is not impressive yet, um, and Josh Rosen looks significantly better. <clears throat> and um, this is a guy I have stashed in a lot of dynasty superflex leagues just because he was totally free when I picked him up. He's probably on a lot of your waiver wires. Um, I could see him getting traded or getting an opportunity at some point. He, he got a horrible situation in Arizona, just horrible offensive line. It was a train wreck. Moved over to Miami. Adam Gase, 
another horrible team, horrible situation. And uh, Omar Kelly says he's one of the top performers uh, for the first uh, three days in camp. So um, take that for what it sounds like, whatever. But uh, Josh Rosen. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to stick in the NFC North. Um, Adam Johns of The Athletic uh, has reported, and it's been reported in a couple other places too, uh, that Mitch Trubisky looks awesome uh, so far in camp. Again, it's early, uh, but – you know, I, I always kind of felt like he was going to come back and, and be the guy there. Uh, Foles is sort of alternating, uh, they say, but Trubisky has a, quote, look in his eye. Uh, and even some of the players have said that they see a difference in Mitch Trubisky. So maybe he's uh, going to take a step forward there this year. Yeah, well. You would hope so. Yeah, it's, it's, if he doesn't, he's lost his job. Yeah, yeah it's time. There's, no way to, there's yeah. nowhere to go but up. And like BZ says, if he, uh, if he takes any – further step backs he's going to lose his job yeah uh moving out west to broncos uh von miller is still looking fresh just constantly in the back field to disrupting plays Melvin <laughs> Gordon, uh, what speaking of in the backfield did you guys see that clip before it was taken down by the cincinnati beat reporter of, oh a burrow? Of burrow looking like oh. they were playing kill the man yeah, uh, yeah, he yeah. snapped the ball, and there was like five defensive linemen chasing him. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I like that you said kill the man because we used to call it smear the. Yeah, and that's um, probably not. Um, yeah, that's not PC. Uh, yeah, so good job, good job there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Melvin Gordon is uh, becoming dangerous, reliable receiving back. KJ Hamler starting with the ones. So despite <clears throat> we were kind of dogging Benjamin Albright because he was saying that Tim Patrick is is a wide receiver one. You got Jerry Judy out there just uh, looking electric. You've got Cortland Sutton who's solidified himself. If KJ Hamler is starting to work with the ones, then Tim Patrick isn't going to do anything. Sorry. Uh, oh yeah. Hate to Man. hate to call somebody out, but I did. I did quote tweet his tweet saying um, that uh, he needed to smoke another bowl or something like that. <laughs> Um, and then what about Jarek McKinnon over with your Niners? Uh, 28 years old, hasn't played in a couple years, but uh, the analytics community went nuts uh, several years ago when McKinnon had one of the best spark scores we've ever seen. Uh, what are you hearing about McKinnon, and, and what do you think? Uh, uh, supposedly he's, he's playing ahead of Tevin Coleman, um, and I even heard uh, from uh, one of the beat reporters that, uh, that Hasty was seeing time ahead of Tevin Coleman. It seems like... Coleman might be the RB three or RB four like today right now. So, so here's what I know uh, about Kyle Shanahan and the beat reporters in San Francisco. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt um, because he doesn't reveal much of anything. Uh, apparently uh, McKinnon has looked quote electric. Uh, and I don't doubt that it was never a question of uh, health with this kid. And when they signed him, uh, I I lamented the signing only because they gave him so much money. Um, but as far as fitting in the scheme, that was never going to be a question. Uh, you know, I thought he was perfect for Shanahan's system. But uh, Raheem Mostert, every week last year, uh, beat reporters would come out and say, uh, we don't think Mostert's going to be the guy this week. Uh, we're here and they're going to rotate. Uh, Coleman's going to be back in there. And then, Every week down the stretch, it was Raheem Mostert, Raheem Mostert, Raheem Mostert. And that no one ever really got a beat on what they were doing. 
Uh, Raheem Mostert has still never even started an NFL game. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah, it was still last year. It was yeah, it was it, Coleman started. So you really have to be careful with with anything you hear coming out about the 49ers. I, I know I hate to. That's not really an answer for you, but uh, no, I, no, that's a good that's a good answer. I mean, that's why I asked you because you follow closer. Um, do you guys follow Huss the Prophet from the Sleeper Wire? Um, I think you do, BZ, don't you? Yes, I do. Yep. Do you know who I'm talking about, Term? I do not. Um, on the the Pats training camp, uh, Nikhil Harry's still struggling. I did Struck- read that. Yeah, struggling yep. to run away from the secondary. Hasn't been able to get his contested catches uh, down pat. Um, at the same time, Mohamed Sanu's route running has been uh, uh, crisp. and uh, Apparently he has a live-in coach. Uh, that's been helping him. Is that Sanu? Yeah, Sanu. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I always like Mo Sanu, man. Uh, kind of got forgotten about last year just because their that, that uh, passing offense was uh, a little anemic uh, after he uh, came over. But uh, um, it's I don't know. It's not sounding good for Nikhil Harry. Needs to needs to step it up. A um, lot of expectations from him a lot of people that drafted him real high uh last year and it sounds like the same stuff i heard last year that he's just not getting it yeah um yep which is unfortunate uh, because like you said he was so high in a lot of those uh dynasty drafts oh wow dude it's crazy i'm glad you know like i said i bought him this year i, I bought him more this year than i did last year but that's because his price was so down and you know, at that point, most of what you're getting him, you're taking, you know, a dif- decent shot anyways. So it could still work out for him. He's been training hard. He's been getting a new diet. He's been trying to lose the weight to get quicker. So Yeah, who did you say he was working out with, BZ? Uh, he was working. He was wor- I-, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but they, they call him the footwork king. The f- yeah, the foot the foot guy. He's worked out yep. with Odell Beckham and, and mm-hmm. uh, Chad Johnson and, and all those guys. Yeah, also Darius Slay. Yeah. yeah I can't yeah. remember the guy's name guy's name either we talked about him like in episode three yeah we're not doing him a di- uh we're doing him a disservice here not remembering his name sorry but yeah um, um but speaking of uh, wide receiver ones uh mike mccarthy was asked today uh how big of a deal it was to have a quality number two like michael gallup oh. and, and his response was let me make it clear michael gallup is a number one wide receiver <laughs> boner alert um yeah, so if you follow me, you know exactly how I feel about Michael Gallup. You, all of us. I, let me get to that. Uh, yes. All three of us are higher than the consensus on Michael Gallup. He still has a seventh round ADP in your redraft league. Take him in round six. Make sure you get him on your team. I, I just don't think that C.D. Lamb is going to come in and push Michael Gallup to the side. Uh, eventually, maybe... Uh, because CD is just really good, but so is Michael Gallup. He's working the slot, so CD will get his looks. But you know, yeah, we all we all love that kid. Um, uh huh. So interesting. You know, I kind of poo pooed it when uh, when Carryon showed up with the brace, and uh, you know, following the all the docs that we follow, um, Edwin and and uh, and our doc Adam, Jesse Morse, Chow, all those guys pretty much are in the consensus that like the brace doesn't really do anything except for if the guy just doesn't have confidence yet, he puts that brace on. So it's showing that he's not confident that he'll be back uh, or that he can, you know, uh, cut right and and do all the things right now. And um, they signed Jonathan Taylor or Jonathan Williams 
from the Colts. Uh, last year, he had a couple 100-yard games uh, when called upon. So um, kind of reading the tea leaves there, you know, uh, on shows up with a brace, then the team signs uh, Jonathan Williams. That might show that uh, he may not be ready um, to go. Yeah, so, and, uh, and opportunity Swift. for opportunity for Swift as well. It, Swift has been uh, he he's been tearing it up in the passing game uh, in, from in camp. So, you know, they're definitely going to be us- utilizing him in that aspect of it. And if Carryon's not going to be doing much, Swift is going to he's going to get a lot of those carries too. Yeah, these guys that are uh, injury well, I hate to use that phrase because these guys. I mean, if somebody beats me with these guys, I just tip my hat. That, yep. I mean, I'm just not drafting these guys, uh, yeah, especially no. re- redraft. I'm just not – there are just too many guys going – there are too many other places for me to go uh, to pin my uh, hopes on A.J. Green and on Johnson. I'm just not Instead doing of on, give me Marlon Mack. At least I know I'm going to get 13 games of yep. double-digit touches. Um, so moving on, Nick Chubb got a concussion, so that's, uh, you know, that's noteworthy. Uh, obviously – He's going to have plenty of time to come back from the concussion, but you know, uh, there's a finite amount of these that you can take, and I think this is his second one, um, so that's it's noteworthy. He took a pretty big hit, uh, and it was in the rain. It was a really mm-hmm. ugly day in the rain, and he came uh, uh, limping off the field with help. And, Apparently, uh, whoever hit him wasn't even they weren't even supposed to be in contact drills. Fucking uh, idiots! Dude. Yeah, Seriously. he got. I'm going to go to BZ Steelers for just a moment. Did you guys see this blurb about uh, Deontay Johnson and his route running, uh, quote, looks masterful? Yep. Um, There was a 538 study uh, relating to separation success on short passes, and he was apparently second in the NFL last year. Um, This kid has star written all over him. Um, I agree agree with that. Uh, Between him and Juju, it's – I, I, love, I love I love this love going into me 20. some Deontay. I got to shout out uh, the ball blast, uh, uh, Michelle. Um, me and her were talking about him early and often last summer. Um, just God, it's just he. You know, and we talked about I think I think last week. You know, if he um, sees the slot um, like he did last year. That could be, you know, slightly bad news for Juju and uh, really good news for Deontay. Um, I love that kid. You guys know how I feel about Justin Jefferson. Uh, he had a quote today that uh, we pretty much ran the exact same offense, uh, just different terminology. Being in that pro-style offense last year uh, kind of helped me with what I'm going through now. I think there's a real chance mm-hmm. this kid leads uh, Minnesota in uh, receptions this year. I, I have no problem taking him a round earlier than his 11th round ADP. If I want to bite of that, uh, it's a low-volume passing offense. Adam Thielen's going wide receiver nine. I tweeted this out. He's got some some things that staring him down. That Yeah, if, I'm, if I want a piece of this, I, I'll wait and take Justin Jefferson in round 11, 10 or 11. So I really like that kid. I do too. What about, I just, uh, what about Dez? Uh, woof. Yeah, woof. <laughs> Let's just be honest here. That's woof, dude. Like, <laughs> is that the woof? It's not going to go anywhere, dude. I, mean, I don't know if that's the woof. Of the I week. don't know yet. I, yeah. I no, I don't. Think it's, I'm still kind of waiting to see what else happens, and you know, if we talk about a trade again or something like that, I'll, I'll pull it out. <laughs> uh, I know what Polly will say. The woof of the week is. 
I don't know. What is it? I figured you were going to immediately bring up the uh, Diggs attempt trade. Oh, the the trade offer. Um, I wouldn't say it's the woof of the week, but um, I just I think it was a bad offer. Um, I'm, I'm a little lower on Diggs right now because he's going to a new team, cold climate. He kind of occupies the same space as John Brown does, um, getting the deep balls. I, I don't see him, you know, really having a monster season. Um, Randall knows this. So he, out of the blue, offered me Sterling Shepard for Stefan Diggs and thought that since I was low on Diggs, I would accept that. But I, I still think he's got the value that he has. He doesn't have less value because the owner values him less. His value is what it is. It's not tied to what I think of him. So I still want to get market value for him. And those players are in different tiers. I mean, it should be Sterling Shepard plus Jesus, uh, a late first or two seconds, really, to make that even. Yeah, so uh, his value is what it is because you're more savvy than most people. Uh, a lot of people get down on a player, and then so they they allow that to lower the value of the player. Mm-hmm. But and did they you think there was anywhere in the world that I would accept that? when you No, offered but it to- I figured you would come back with, and say, you give me like what you just said. And then I would at least know where I was at. Give me Sterling Shepard in a first, and I'll do it, which I would never do. Um, but then at least I would know where we were at. Uh, you just saying, that's a shitty offer, man. Come on. I knew it was a shitty offer. Uh, then. <laughs> uh, but it, it was sort of opening uh, negotiations. I um, know, but he's at least worth Shepard in a second, so that's what you should have sent. I'd agree I with that. I, I don't I'd know agree. that I. I don't know that I would have taken it, but it wouldn't have been a um, "what the hell is this" kind of offer. <laughs> <laughs> um, woof. Yeah, we'll give it a woof. You know, so I think we covered camp pretty good. Uh, let's get into the. AFC South. Ooh, Ooh. I'm sorry. I just got wicked excited. Um, So we we mentioned a couple of episodes ago that we thought the AFC East was going to be super competitive, not because the teams were any good, but because they were so bad. Um, I really feel the exact opposite way about the uh, South. Um, I feel like you could pick Houston, Indianapolis, or – uh, Tennessee to win this division, and you wouldn't be doing yourself a disservice. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see any of these teams win. I think Indianapolis is going to win the division. Um, if they can get anything out of Phillip Rivers, they got the best offensive line. Uh, they're going to have a really stout running game. They're going to be ahead in games if they can get Phillip Rivers to buy in and, and uh, not play the game like Brett Favre on his last leg. Um, yeah, I just like what they did the offseason, what they brought in. Uh, the young kid at receiver, uh, Paris Campbell, is starting to look good. Uh, so that's my pick to win the division. Uh, I think Tennessee is going to be a solid second. I think both those teams will go to the playoffs. Uh, and then Houston and uh, Jacksonville will finish it out. I like it. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to uh, Indy and Tennessee. Tennessee's got the run game. They've got the defense. Um, I think they, they set a really nice blueprint uh, after – Tannehill took over, looked completely different. But uh, um, I like your pick because that's obviously my team. Uh, the Colts uh, are a young and up-and-coming team. Um, it kind of uh, revolves around their rookie picks from uh, 
a couple of years ago, Darius Leonard and uh, and uh, our big boy cementing the best offensive line in football. Um, you've got five returning starters on the offensive line. You've got five guys that were all ranked in the top ten at their position per pro football focus. You've got Jonathan Taylor coming in from Wisconsin that's going to be ready to eat. Michael Pittman, I think, is a great addition. Uh, heard that he's been getting some red zone looks. Um, Jack Doyle, the incumbent tight end, um, is ready to go. Uh, and Rivers, if he's got some left in the tank, I mean, that team, it could, it could cause some problems. It definitely yeah. could cause some problems. Um, I'm really excited for my Colts, and uh, it's nice that losing, you know, uh, losing Andrew Luck, we've seemed to rebound pretty quickly from that. So um, uh, it's it's nice that that didn't start, you know, a eight year, you know, rebuild process. I think we're we're in a win now window right now. Can you imagine the uh, AFC? battles between uh, your Colts and the Chiefs if Andrew Luck had stuck around. Um, oh, man. Oh, man. Both wow. these teams are just set up so beautifully. Uh, you didn't mention the biggest acquisition of your offseason, in my estimation, and that's oh, uh, De- DeForest, yeah, DeForest Buckner. We talked about how a sack is such a disruptive thing. Uh, this kid played great last year, and uh, you traded him traded the 13th overall pick, I believe, Um which the Niners used to select Javon Kinlaw. But, yeah, he's going to be a disruptive force. Your defense is going to be really good. Um, yeah, I just really like this team a lot. Uh, I like the coach. I like Frank Wright a lot. Yeah, man, I, I just I really like this team. I want to sh- I want to shit on this team because they're your team. but Right. Uh, kind of hard to right now. Yeah, man, Chris Ballard has just done such a, such a good job. And, yeah, I just – Best GM – Right now in the league that hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. John Lynch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then Chris Ballard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a I got a I got a homer pick right there. I, I you know, I, I wouldn't uh I wouldn't argue too too much about Chris Ballard. Uh like I said, he's done a great job with this team. Check out my article on uh the undroppables. Also while you're there, check out our rankings. We have uh Dynasty Superflex rankings, we have redraft rankings but uh i did drop an article um the colts off season breakdown um it was uh very detailed and uh my outlook for these players redraft and dynasty wise and then uh uh term you followed that with a really nice article about jack doyle which uh i enjoyed as well so Mm -hmm. uh, that was really good timing on that one um what about the what about uh, the jugglers? What about Duval with uh, with Gruden over there? Expecting yeah. maybe some uh, some air it out uh, uh, bad defense, um, air yep. it out. I mean, uh, might want to invest in those wide receivers and 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 that uh, passing game. Um, I you, you know I think, think about the mustache and all that. I think that their offense is worth investing in in a fantasy. I want, I actually want every piece of Leonard Fournette I can get. Me too. You know, year, especially in 20. Now, let me tell you. So, I just made a trade, and that's why I got excited because the bastard actually accepted it, and I didn't think he was going to. Um, so, this is a home league. So, I'm a contender, and I had Cook and, and, uh, and Mixon as my two running backs. So, this kid had a hard-on for A.J. Brown. So, I sent him A.J. Brown and the 310. And in return, I got Fournette, the 108, 
and oh, no, I'm sorry, I got Fournette, the 108 and the 310, and I sent him AJ Brown and the uh, 210. So I was pretty so stoked about that because my team's loaded at receivers. So now I got my guy running back, and I'm feeling pretty good with uh, Leonard Fournette. Um, so who are you going to take at 108? At 108, I'm probably going to be looking at either uh, Rager or Jefferson. Nope, but oh, okay. this is a home. This is a home league, so I already kind of pretty much get, might even be able to get Judy there. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I, the way I looked at it was, I already have the 104 as well. So you'd be a probably I'm going to get Acres or Swift at the 104, and then whatever wide receiver is sitting there, I'm happy taken because why don't honestly, you, why don't you package the four and the eight and try to go to one or two? That's what I'm. You're exactly what I'm thinking. That's exactly where I'm going, dude. I've already s- thought about sending it. I'm kind of buttering up the dude now because he's a he's kind of a prick. So <laughs> I this this is this is a, this is one of those leagues, dude. That we've been in, we've been friends for like 15 years. Yeah. So I have to I have to oil him up a little bit before I go go after him. So it's just it's it's a it's a small process, but I'll get there. But anyways, um, well, I'm glad you brought up uh, Fournette and not being scared of him. Um, John Reed is a beat reporter for uh, the Jaguars. He was on the Fantasy Alarm, um, trying to dispel some of the rumors, and 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 we talked about you know uh, a, a certain big fantasy um, uh, profile name uh, saying that. Fournette might get cut. Uh, term you and I kind of went off on that. Uh, wolf. It's, it's really there's your ridiculous. wolf. There's your there's your fucking yeah. wolf. <clears throat> I don't that, think I want to. I don't want to call out. I'm not going to. I'm not going <clears> to. <throat> I'm not going to. Yeah, he doesn't. I'm not calling his name out. Um, um, but the the this guy said that's ridiculous. He said, you know, he's playing for he's playing for a contract for next year. He he was a good guy in the locker room last year. He's a good locker room guy. Um, there's no reason for them not to use and abuse him. And, uh, you know, the one thing is, is maybe, uh, not maybe almost definitely fewer than a hundred targets. That was going to be, that's probably going to be a, a career best, but, um, he averaged a, uh, touchdown on, I think one out of every 18 carries oh. up until last year and wow last no i mean that's not too bad you know you, no i know it's good no, that's, that's great that's good that's yeah, awesome that's, yeah yeah and and last year it was one out of every 67 carries oh, so that's, yeah he's gonna everybody's talking about the passing uh game work that he's gonna lose so i got a stat for you but the but the positive touchdown regression is there and he's uh, I think going to fall in drafts, and I'll take him late third, early fourth, all day long in redraft. Uh, you talked about positive uh, regression for touchdowns, and that's uh, you know that goes without saying. I think um, he only scored three times last year for as much much as he touched the ball. That's kind of crazy. Um, I actually reached out to Jim Miller and Pat Kerwin on moving the chains uh, to ask them about the ridiculous rumor of. Leonard Fournette being cut, and they both, uh, you know, sort of were like, "You, yeah, they're he's not getting cut." They, that's, they probably that's laughed. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, uh, they probably G- laughed. Jim Miller and I knew he w- wasn't getting cut, but I wanted confirm. I wanted to be able to say, "Listen, I, you know, I these guys know what the hell they're talking about." Um, so Jim Miller even mused that depending on how well he plays uh, this year. Uh, he may be back in Jacksonville on the transition tag next year. Yep. 
They can um, tag him. Yeah. So I said that on Fantasy Alarm as well. Yeah, he's not getting cut. That's absolutely, completely ridiculous, and it is reckless fantasy advice. It is throwing shit against the wall with no basis in reality. And I'm sorry that there are fantasy accounts out there that have uh, further reach than we do. Um, hopefully, we'll build that trust with you over the over the years to come, and you will not ever have to wade through the bullcrap of what's real and what's not. Because that right. that really got me going when I read that. Um, right. It reminds me of last year when uh, one of the big accounts was talking about Chris Godwin being a sleeper. And I tweeted out, imagine getting paid to say that Chris Godwin yeah. is a sleeper. That was one of my biggest tweets of all time. It's kind of the same thing. I mean, this guy's getting paid to do this. And, uh, you know, I hate to throw shade most of the time, but that's really bad. That's yeah. really, really bad. It, it comes um, on the heels of a really bad take that he had last year that I sort of uh, went toe-to-toe uh, with, uh, with him over. And that's he every single time he got the opportunity he called daryl henderson a league winner uh this guy was almost single-handedly responsible for you guys going out there and taking this dude in round six of your redraft leagues just recklessness um just throwing shit against the wall uh i don't think we do that we try to back up everything we say uh with a reason why yeah right uh absolutely and i now since we're talking about the jaguars i want to address the Chris Thompson uh, BS. The guy hasn't stayed healthy oh, since yeah. 2014. Um, mm-hmm. There's all this uh, to do about Chris Thompson's going to take third down work. I got a stat for you. Leonard Fournette received 73 of his 100 targets on first or second down. Yes. There That's a you great go. Stat. So That's a great stat. Leonard Fournette has one of the safest workloads out there. There. Even if they elect that they're not bringing him back, that's all the more reason for them to run the wheels off of him this year. They're going to give him the ball. They've got a young quarterback in a new system for the second time in as many years uh, who they're going to try and keep upright behind a sieve of an offensive line. Leonard Fournette is going to get the football. Uh, yep. And, and in, at the third, end of the third round, fourth round, that's a smash for me all day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. All day. And obviously, DJ Shark is is being drafted high for a reason. He's the top target there. But um, you guys know I love LaVisca. Yep. Uh, Hasta LaVisca. With this news, Hasta LaVisca, baby. With the, the news of Josh Oliver, uh, Oliver Hurt, mm-hmm. and you've got uh, Tyler Eifert, who's always hurt. Um, you can uh, Not that LaVisca is going to be used as a tight end, but you can move him all over the field and use him as a slot use him as an H-back, use him, you know, wherever. Um, I could see that that opening up an opportunity for him, and they want to use him. Um, there's some rookie-wide receivers that, you know, we've been we've been shitting on these guys, saying, you know, that the rookies are going to struggle. Not But um, some of them may be um, some nice late-round redraft buys, and they may struggle out of the gate, but uh, – um, yeah, I mean, him, Justin Jefferson, Rager, um, I think, you know, are all guys that you could get late and, and uh, um, just wait. Um, just wait on those guys. Don't don't draft and drop a guy after three bad weeks, especially a rookie, because 
You just got to let that shit marinate a little bit. You got to be patient. Um, you do. You have to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, remember the Titans? Great movie. Fantastic, right? We are, we are the Titans. Um, uh, speaking of LaVisca, we spoke about him on a, another episode, and we talked about how they moved him all over the field at Colorado. Uh, he returned kicks, punts. He played quarterback. He was a wide receiver. They put him in the backfield. Um, his path to playing time is completely clear there's there's no one in front of this kid wheels up baby it's all, it's all about volume in fantasy football you can like paulie said earlier you can talk about how high this guy jumps and how far he can run and how fast he is and how big his hands are and if he's it's like aj Dillon's quads mm. his quads aren't doing you any good watching aaron jones score 19 touchdowns <laughs> i don't care how big they are and he went to the trainer and said, I want the shortest shorts you could possibly find. Absolutely. I mean, it looked, his shorts look like a belt. And then um, he made sure that he was standing next to Jordan Love in every picture. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Jordan Love got some shade uh, by somebody because he, he doesn't have any calves. It just looked like Chicken Little down there. Um, poor guy. One last word on LaVisca. It seems like a lot of these teams want their version of Debo, the jet sweep guy, the guy that can get some carries, the guy that's going to be physical. And I'm telling you, LaVisca Chenault is physical. He is a man. He will knock some people on their ass. So um, I think he'll be getting that type of uh, Debo role in Jacksonville. He, he had a first-round grade, and uh, his abdominal injury uh, allowed him to slip. Um absolutely yeah, I mean, this kid's gonna be good uh i don't think we we spoke enough about dj chark uh they're gonna be in negative game scripts i really like uh Minshew. uh if you and you guys know i'm the biggest daniel jones homer uh there there is his numbers compare favorably with those of daniel jones uh, only he didn't have 18 fumbles just compare them uh you'll see what i'm talking about um they're going to be in negative game scripts. I think there's a chance that Chark is this year's Godwin, and I hate to say that. Uh, but he has that sort of upside, I think. Um, and where he's being drafted ADP-wise, I, I, I want to leave my draft with DJ Chark on my team. Well, Matt Harmon does the reception perception. Uh, you guys have seen the cool little uh, – diagram that has all the routes and the colors the green the yeah, yellow yeah. the red you've seen that i call the reception perception the wide receiver bible i mean i buy it every year it's fantastic matt Harmon puts in some great work there um hopefully he'll do our podcast uh sometime soon uh but the reason why godwin was so hyped this time last year was because of his reception one of the things was his reception perception was just leaps and bounds ahead of anybody else and dj charks from last year looks like godwin's from 19 or from uh from uh 2018 it looks the same so it's a i'm only bringing that up because you said that he could have a chris godwin type breakout um according to that and that's one of the things i really 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 look at um it's it's right on par with that so good call thank you but their tight ends suck yeah, I mean they do have Tyler Eifert. Um, what'd you what'd Eifert. you what'd you tweet? Eifert. What'd you tweet out today, Polly? 
um, pretty much that. <laughs> if <laughs> yeah. he can stay uh, like, healthy. Uh, if he can stay healthy. Uh, I, I was uh, like, no, no, no. <laughs> I can't remember what happened to Josh Oliver, but, oh, yeah, he broke his foot or something. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, yeah, he broke his foot. Yeah, um, it might be over for him, just like it might be over for Jalen Hurd. Yeah. Yeah, guys can't stay healthy. Well, let's talk about the Titans. 9-7, uh, and seven, uh, went to the AFC Championship game last year. They didn't lose a lot. Um, they lost Conklin to Cleveland. Uh, they didn't really lose anyone else of consequence. Uh, they'll be breaking in a new kicker. Um, uh, they signed Vic Beasley from Atlanta. Their first-round pick, Isaiah Wilson uh, from Georgia, to go back along the offensive line. Um, I'm all in on Derrick Henry again. I think he's going to have another season similar to what he had last year. They're going to feed him and feed him and feed him, and then they're going to Go play action and, and hit people over the head with uh, A.J. Brown, just like yeah. they did last year. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they're uh, they're set up to do pretty much exactly what they did last year. I like Isaiah Wilson. Um, and, you know, this offense is going to be, you know, a run first. And, you know, they're going to just let Tanhill do his thing. And, you know, Corey Davis just came off the pup, so he's back. So I don't know. Probably really won't do much for fantasy. I mean, they have Adam Humphreys there too, and but unfortunately, the passing game just isn't anything that you really buy in terms of them other than AJ Brown. Polly, Polly, uh, very really low passing. Johnny. Yeah, I like Johnu Smith. They're a very low passing yeah. volume team, but they run to set up deep plays. Mm-hmm. And uh, AJ Brown is obviously a buy, um, and uh, I like Johnu Smith quite a bit as well. Yes. Um, You've got uh, um, no more Delaney Walker. Um, John Robinson likes getting big physical pass catchers, so you could see what they've done recently. Getting um, drafting AJ Brown, drafting uh, Jonu Smith, who's on the last year of his contract too. So he's playing for a contract year. He's got the tight end uh, position all locked down. They do use him in the running game as well, um, so they will um, do some uh, plays to get him involved in that way. And uh, I, I like um, investing in those guys um, big time. Um, Tannehill is a little lower volume and somebody that I don't want to um, really touch. But because it is so concentrated, I think those targets are going to be so concentrated on those two guys. I think they'll be relevant. And then Derrick Henry, even in PPR, don't worry about the fact that he doesn't pa- uh, catch passes. Just, just fire him up. And, and they re-signed him. So he's good to go. Wheels up on on those three guys for me. Yeah, Tannehill, after replacing Marcus Mariota, Tannehill led the NFL with a 117.5 passer rating. Um, He averaged 9.6 yards per attempt uh, during his 10 regular season starts. A.J. Brown had twice as many receiving yards than any other Titan. So, yeah, that's, that's really the only part of that passing game that I'm reaching for. Uh, I I wouldn't mind having Tannehill in a if you're in a super flex league or a two quarterback league as a quarterback two. Uh, God forbid he gets hurt uh, because here here comes Logan Woodside and then their season is done. BC, and, didn't you just draft him as your QB three in my two quarterback draft that we have going on right now? 
Yeah, and yes, I did. I did grab Tannehill. That's and that was more just I wanted to get my third quarterback locked up and, and oh, a two I hear quarterback. You. I don't want to play around with it. And that's not you know, Superflex. I, that's two QBs. That's two QBs. Yeah, star. and and I have I've got Russell Wilson and Josh Allen, so he's a good he's a good fill in if I need him. And you know, well, you know, I'm I'm Mister Wait on quarterback, but my fourth, fifth, and sixth I, round picks were I saw it. Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Drew Brees. Boom, I'm yeah. done. <laughs> But I well, noticed you did pick up. I did notice that you picked up Tanny there. I did. Yeah, I was just kind of like I was like looking at the board. I'm like, there's no way a quarterback's really going to get back to me. That's going to be worth much. So I'm like, I'm just going to grab here. And you know, having the one on one in the rookie draft kind of allows you to play around with your running back, wide receivers a little bit. So too, I so. figured that since you did have the one on one, you were going to take two quarterbacks and and kind of you know just take one of those other guys, take Burrow or something. I thought about um, it, yeah. No, but he wants Jonathan Taylor. You, you, damn you, right I you do. surprised me uh, when you took um, a quarter, another quarterback there, honestly. Yeah, no, I, I, I trust me. I was looking at, like, you know, Woods and Cups were still on the, Cup was still on the board, and I was just kind of, like, sitting there going, what do I want to do here? And I'm like, I don't want to tie myself down to having to grab a quarterback with the 101, and, you know. Well, I have the 103, and I'm trying to figure out if, uh, if Hot Sauce Bo – Going to go with Burrow or going to go with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? So I decided since it's a two quarterback, two quarterback <laughs> league, and I can't really decide what he's going to. I just took all my quarterbacks, and I'm planning on either taking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or J.K. Dobbins. So that's that's my plan. Uh, it's not a bad plan. Um, uh, I don't know how much Dobbins is going to see the field this year, but you know, obviously it's a dynasty league. So we didn't mention Darianton Evans. Um, uh, the Titans drafted him uh, with the 93rd overall pick uh, at Appalachian State. I, I hear he's been struggling a bit. Um, I don't know that he's a threat. He's had some fumbles. Yeah, I don't know that he's a threat to uh, Derrick Henry he at is, all. Uh, he is the least backup rookie running back threat that you could possibly imagine right now out of yeah. all these guys. He's not relevant unless there's an injury. Yeah, I I tend to agree. He'll come in and spell him. Uh, He'll come in and spell him here and there. But uh, um, there's people that think that, you know, there's people that drafted him um, with Henry on his contract year thinking that they would let him walk and thinking that Darrington Evans was going to take over next year. Woof. That's already already not happened. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Derrick Henry got signed. Uh, The rookie's fumbling. Um he didn't show really well for me on my um, film study this winter. Um, he, he wasn't a guy that really um, uh, jumped off uh, for me at all. So, yeah. He has electric speed. He was a kid I got to see in person. Um, he played right in my backyard at App State. Um, I, I could tell right, you know, everyone was talking about, you know, he's going to take over for Derrick Henry, and I just kind of gave a side-eyed look like, Really? Uh, I don't think so, uh, but um, yeah, like you said, that already didn't happen. Um, they signed Derrick Henry, and uh, the the back the the depth chart behind Derrick Henry is as barren as the depth chart behind Ryan Tannehill. Uh, God forbid if either of these two guys go down, their their season's sunk. Yeah, because the guy backing up Tannehill is the Hawaii the guy from Hawaii, right? Yeah, it's a uh, uh, Logan Woodside. Wasn't he the Hawaii quarterback? Um, uh, I don't know. 
Man, don't get me lying. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's not good. Uh, we'll, we'll put it like that. He's not good. So that just leaves uh, one team uh, left in this division, which is the Texans. Uh, it's a team I think is going to finish third, just mainly because I don't think they're as good on defense as uh, the top two teams. In the, I think they're every bit as good on offense, uh, as they illustrated in the playoff game against uh, the Chiefs where they raced out to 24-point lead. Uh, I'm still not sure how they let that game get away, but I, I, I am all in on Deshaun Watson. I think after uh, the first uh, couple of quarterbacks go off the board, after you see uh, Lamar Jackson and uh, Pat Mahomes and then um, Dak, Dak Prescott. Russ. Uh, I'm I I got Watson right there. I think uh, without having to force feed uh, DeAndre Hopkins the football, it's sort of maybe going to make him a little more efficient. Um, I I, I low key like what they did uh, at wide receiver. I like the uh, addition of Randall Cobb. Um, a, a lot of what uh, shit I just said his name Hopkins did in. Uh, Houston last year was within, I think his average depth of target was 10.5. Uh, last year, Randall Cobb did a lot of his damage. His average depth of target was 10.4. I think he's going to pick up a lot of that slack. Um, he low-key might be the guy to own there uh, with Cooks and Fuller and Stills all sort of occupying the same space and all sort of struggling to stay healthy. Uh, and look, Randall Cobb's been no bastion of health himself, but uh, he managed to stay on the field last year. He's still not as old as you, he hasn't turned 30 yet. Um, yeah, he's basically a free square when you factor in uh, ADP. I, I, I like Randall Cobb. I'm, I'm right there with you. He's been a great value in drafts this year. Are you fading uh, uh, David Johnson? Supposedly he looks good, but I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it either. I'm not fading David Johnson in redraft. Uh, I think he's, uh, as I said about um, Hopkins doing a lot of his damage uh, within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, uh, I think Cobb's going to pick up that slack, and I think David Johnson uh, is going to pick up a lot of that slack. Uh, Even though they haven't haven't necessarily been a a team that's featured uh, the running back as far as – Checking it down. Yeah, checking it down and that sort of thing, especially since uh, Deshaun Watson uh, was drafted. Uh, Bill O'Brien's never been that guy either. Um, and someone threw out a great stat uh, on Fantasy Radio the other day that I can't remember. Uh, but I sort of feel like David Johnson is going to – they don't have a tight end. Um, and, no, uh, I was just going to bring that up. I would love to see Deshaun Watson have a nice big body tight end that he can count on. I mean, they've got Darren Fells. And yeah, a lot of people like Kale Waring. Uh, Kyle Waring, yeah. Um, I would love to see them bring in like a Delaney Walker and see um, kick the tires on him. He's two years removed from – I watched him play against my Colts uh, here in Indy and, and just saw him beating like triple coverage. Uh, I don't even know how he did it, but uh, if that guy's got anything left – I don't know. I I've just, I would love to see Houston figure out their tight end situation. They haven't been able to get one that's consistently uh, done anything. Um, but you might be right about Randall Cobb, you know, and I like how you framed that um, uh, term because I said the same thing, Cooks and Stills and 
Uh, and Will Fuller are streaky nine route down the field guys, all with their sorted injury histories. And yes, you know, Cobb has had his too, but he could be a nice trusted, you know, and with no tight end to speak of, he could be a nice trusted, you know, middle of the field, uh, short intermediate route guy that might be a waiver wire real early in the season. Uh, if he used to be a nice PPR guy for uh, Aaron Rodgers, so yeah, I picked up a share of him recently. Um, I think in your league, Polly, in, in your four point league, uh, either that one or it was a Shark Tank. I can't remember. It might have been Shark Tank uh, because my team is in Shark Tank is terrible. Um, but I traded JJ Arcega Whiteside for Randall Cobb. I needed some wide receiver help, uh, and I think he could. Uh, I think. You know, at this point, J.J. Orsega Whiteside is—he's a jag. Um, I hate to to throw dirt on a guy already, but it just doesn't look good uh, for him. So, what do you think, BZ? You you're liking a little Randall Cobb action this year? Oh, I absolutely. I actually like Randall Cobb a lot. I you know he was a great buy in dynasty because you know you're getting him so late, and even a redraft. I, I know I just grabbed him in a redraft league. Um, I'm trying to see where I got him. Hold on one sec. I'll but. He gives a – oh, here we go. Anyways, I got him pretty late. I think I got him in like the 16th or 17th round. So, you know, for that kind of value, it's just he's a smash play this year. And I don't think he's anything crazy for Dynasty, but for redraft, all day. I like Brandon Cooks as well. I've been picking up some shares of him as I go because I still think he's one of the better talent. He's, he's a talent, obviously. I mean, he's got – elite speed and his concussions are a little concerning but i think he could carve out a nice role in here um you know are we gonna say will fuller stays healthy i don't know i i mean it's 50 50 with him uh, is other it than that i i think it is if it was 50 50 with will fuller i'd draft him in round five so you think it's a it's like yeah okay yeah it's like 80 20, 20. yeah <laughs> um you know, I, I, honestly, if he's your wide receiver three, I don't, I don't hate it. I'm not bragging about it, but I, I don't absolutely hate it. Um, a guy I really like, uh, and this is purely for dynasty. Uh, pick him up, put him on the end of your bench, let him marinate. Um, he was a fifth round guy out of Rhode Island. Uh, the draft was so saturated with wide receiver talent. I kind of feel like this guy would have been maybe a second or third round pick any other year. Um, Isaiah Coulter, uh, he's 6'2", he's got 4'4 speed, uh, he looks really good on tape to me, but again, he's playing against FCS kids, um, we'll see if he can, uh, glean anything from Andre Johnson and, and the, the guys they have in the building there, um, and, uh, put it all together, like I said, pick him up, uh, put him on your taxi squad, put him on the end of your bench, he's nothing, gonna do nothing for you this year in redraft, but, um, uh, maybe in a couple of years, he, he might be something for you. I was just going to bring him up, Term, because Nuke was the jump ball guy, was the contested catch guy, was the guy that you just throw to whether he's open or not. And none of those guys that we mentioned are that guy. Nope. Coulter could be that guy down the stretch. He's developmental. He probably won't see the field that much this year. You're absolutely right. Put him on your taxi squad. Just forget about him. But he's got that skill set to be that guy that uh, that Deshaun Watson's going to be missing. I mean, that's an absolute excellent deep, deep dynasty stash. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that a poly sleeper? Absolutely. For oh. dynasty, 
Hey, especially I, in deeper rosters, absolutely. I learn from the best. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I was going to bring him up. You just beat me to it, so that's fantastic. <laughs> Um, I mentioned, uh, the, you know, the Texans were 10-6 and six last year, but uh, I mentioned I don't think they're going to repeat um, winning the division because of uh, they just lost so much on defense. Man, I don't know if you guys realize uh, they lost uh, Taj Gibson and uh, Joel Heath. Uh, they lost uh, Tom, Jonathan Joseph and uh, Mingo and DJ Reader, and they just lost a lot of guys uh, off their defense. Um yeah, they're, they're just—it's it's the same reason I don't think Minnesota has a chance to challenge Green Bay, uh, and, and that's a whole another conversation. We'll get to the NFC, but um, their defense, their entire almost their entire defense turned over, and uh, you know I guess you could spin it—you uh, could spin it as that's a good thing. Uh, these guys were old, and uh, you know, but uh, we'll see. Uh, continuity, I think, is going to be king, uh, especially with the off season the way it went. Um, uh, with COVID and all that stuff. Just a couple things we were talking about earlier. The, the Keel Harry is training with Rashad Whitfield. Yep. So I just wanted to make that note because we all forgot his name earlier. And also Logan Woodside uh, played at Toledo, not Hawaii. I was wrong with that. Um, so you were not a geography major? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> While we got a little break here. The Listener League filled up in two hours, so congratulations, everybody, that uh, that made our Listener League. We're going to be drafting this week. It's going to be a very unique league. Very, very excited, uh, and uh, got some good guys in there. So, uh, Jamoticon is in there. Uh, I know you guys know uh, Jimo, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, I was just on a show last week. Yeah, so Jamoticon's in there. Congratulations to uh, Wilson27. He was in my first Poly Sleepers Listener League and has followed me since day one. R. Wilson. Uh, Mike Feia got in. Uh, buy and Sell You um, is a good follow on Twitter. At Buy and Sell You is in there. Um, we have Shawnee Manzel. FF Shawnee Manzel got in. Not Johnny Manzel, but Shawnee Manzel. Um, Mason J. Riney, who is at King, um, is in there. And uh, Sam Daryl, at Sam DBFF. And Derek Kraus, at Sour Kraus. <laughs> I like that, <laughs> at Sour Kraus. So those are the nine people that got into the Listener League. We'll start drafting this week, and we'll talk about that. And we will thrive to give you the best listener experience we can. Yeah, I was just getting ready to mention, um, if you have any idea uh, how you think these um, AFC South teams are going to finish, uh, if you want to throw down some prop bets, uh, make sure you open an account, um, visit Thrive, uh, sign up with the code um, UN20, um, and they will match your first $20 uh, donation. Uh, they got a great thing going there. Uh, they focus solely on top-tier athletes from each sport while streamlining the draft process. Uh, They've managed to create a unique DFS experience that gives the casual sports fan an opportunity to compete and succeed at the highest level, Uh, play with your favorite sports and your favorite people. Um, Thrive and the Undroppables, a winning combination. Again, that's UN20. Uh, They'll match your first $20. Yeah, it's $20 free money. And just to let you know, Term, 
because uh, I'm a gambler. You guys know I'm a big time gambler. Blackjack, poker, you got DFS. To know when to hold them. We don't we say are. when we say donate. That's a gambler's way of saying I know I'm going to lose. So <laughs> don't say donation. <laughs> uh, I know you're all going to lose. But I can't wait to do some Thrive. I'm going to have to uh, Venmo Beezy some money and uh, and have him uh, make some bets drive, for me. Drive to the next state. Drive, drive to the next state. You could just not. Venmo me some money and I could sit here and, and do it, you know. Not legal. <laughs> oh, okay. Not legal in Indiana yet. So, uh, um, yeah. They don't and give then, a shit uh, what we do in North Carolina. And then let's drop our big news. Uh, we have a big, big first guest. But then I Next can't week. tell you the big news. I'm seeing Seinfeld now. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. It's your big news. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Easy. Go ahead, man. Tell him. Oh, tell him the big news. It's so big. I just, I just want to keep letting it percolate, man. It's so big. <laughs> That's I'm, what she I'm said. really happy. I reached out to Ryan McDowell, <laughs> who's awesome, awesome, awesome Twitter uh, um, fantasy football guy, and he works with uh, uh, Scott Fish with the uh, promoting the Scott Fish Bowl. Actually, when I got started doing this, I modeled my podcast after the footballers. And I modeled my Twitter account after Ryan McDowell because he interacts with everybody, no matter if you have five followers or, or 50,000. Um, I DM'd him. He answered me in like two minutes. I said, you're doing the podcast circuit, looks like. He said, oh, yeah, baby. And I said, well, let's set this up. So he's going to be on next week and uh, really excited about it. It's a hell of a first guest to have. And you, yeah. can, you can follow him at RyanMC23. He's like Polly said. He's a great follow, one of the best. He'll he'll respond to you because if you add some of these other uh, verified accounts, like you know Matthew Barry, uh, you know, or or you know um, any any of these guys, Sigmund Bloom, you know, you've got about a ten percent chance of getting a, a comment back, uh, but there's about a ninety percent chance that McDowell will uh, will comment and and interact with you. He's He's awesome. I'm excited to have him on next week. Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, and uh, pay attention. Uh, if you're not following BZ, make sure you're following BZ. If you're not, um, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe now. Uh, smash that um, follow button. Please subscribe. Leave some feedback. Uh, drop us a line. Um, but make sure you're following at the BZ BFF. He's going to tweet out a mailbag for you. Uh, we're going to pick the best questions for McDowell to answer. So, uh, yeah, BZ, why don't you tweet that out and like pin it? That way people can go to your profile, check your pin tweet, and ask us questions. And we're Absolutely. Gonna let Mc, we're going to let Ryan answer your questions next week. And I will uh, I will get that up here in the next few days and let that marinate for a couple days so we get some good ones. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, so was, uh, I had a lot of fun uh, here on Taco Tuesday. Uh couple of margaritas uh while we were talking here uh i'm sort of mellowed out i don't know about you guys yeah um, yeah man it was good. a great show yeah um look forward to next week and remember as always the best fantasy football discussions remain unscripted, unscripted.